Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Right Way Podcast Program with me, your host, Samuel Elliott, Samuel James Elliott. And today, we've got someone a little bit different from the um, the the normal, uh, rightly, typically rightly or rightly related folk, albeit uh, novel rightly and book rightly and story rightly. Uh, I spoke to a lovely fellow called Nick Thompson. Nick Thompson is a... Uh, Adoroa-born, uh, Kiwi-born, uh, Melbourne-based playwright for or actor-turned-playwright who is really um, very much the veritable up-and-comer within uh, the sort of theatre scene within uh, Melbourne. He first, uh, his first play that we discussed that kind of uh, got him off the... changed from being an actor to also being a playwright as well was The Cost of Love which was inspired by, I was so surprised to hear this because it was such a, a crazy story as it was, but it was surprised, It was inspired by uh, a true story in which he encountered when he was living in London at the time. And then that kind of uh, compelled him to pick up the pen or jump on the other side of the, the other side of the, the demarcation as it were from actor to playwright. And then from there, he has then written another play which we also discussed as well six feet friendship will be it briefly we mostly talked though about uh nick's upbringing in, in new zealand uh his trade as a butcher which uh several family members are also uh butchers as well and how some of the qualities and traits of being a butcher actually kind of uh served well within acting so that was all really interesting as well but uh yeah and then nick from there has gone on to explain what's sort of drawn, drawn him to becoming a playwright and then some of the ventures that he's up to. I also am really impressed and want you to hear in his own words about uh, one of these ventures that he's kind of um, starting off now, which is trying to create a platform for burgeoning playwrights, uh, like a sort of, com sort of community share space, as it were, to kind of get together, congregate and share one another's work and sort of uh, go from there. So. Everyone, please give a, a big digital round of applause to the modern playwright, Nick Thompson. Nick Thompson, thank you so much for joining me on the Right Way podcast program. How are you going this night? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I feel a little bit like fish out of water compared to all the other amazing authors you've had. Um, oh, look, I feel look. like a little fish in a big pond. Well, I guess like all fish kind of have to start somewhere to, to get to a, to a big fish stadium and the biggest, biggest fishy out there in the seas had to start somewhere. So yeah, uh, I reckon that there's no time like the present to start, man. So look, let's, um, let's first of all start off because you weren't always an actor, were you, Nick? I wanted you to talk a little bit about what your trade was before you got into acting and how you kind of went about that. Yeah. So, um, I was for... 15 years I was, I was a butcher mm. um, and then just I mean the acting was always um, there was always a love from a very early age oh was it okay but, um, but it, it only sort of became a bit more relevant later on and it was just, it was just by chance and I, I was always interested in theatre and then sort of screen stuff came along um, and the the butchery actually kind of helped that in a weird way. Um, but then I sort of made the shift to, to writing and yeah, there's, there's no other place I'd rather be if I'm honest. Awesome. So yeah. you come from, 
Uh, I think you're, I read somewhere that your your family is like a family kind of like your your, your dad was a butcher as well. Other family members, is that true? Uh, my oldest brother and my and also my papa. Yeah, so there's there's sort of a long line there, and um, I was yeah like after school job when you're a little kid. I used to clean the local butchery and. Um, that led to an apprenticeship and the only subject at school that I did well in was drama. Um, and we had the most amazing drama sort of set up at school. Um, the school that I went to, so I grew up in Whangapro in New Zealand. Um, and we, the school next to the school was this, uh, ran, ran this river and the little bridge over the river and on the other side of the river was the local theater. Mm. And so they had this amazing collaboration sort of going on where we would just that would just go across and would quite often get involved with the theatre across across the way. And we had Cheryl Anderson, the most amazing drama teacher, who studied Shakespeare back in the day. So she pushed Shakespeare and the history of drama. Um, and I, I just I fell in love with that. And then um Butchering was the job I I did because it was a job, you know. And but again, I I treated it as a little stage when you're in the store, you know. You've got you've got your you've got your audience that, that come through the door, and you treat them you treat them as your little audience. And but the whole performing arts and storytelling, I guess, was always um, was always what I was definitely meant to do well that's 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 wild so you're balancing this like kind of like lifelong passion of of theater and at the same time so it's like you know given i guess the the nature of of uh theater is you know it's it's something that's not kind of a as guaranteed as a a a reliable job as butching the butchery as much as the the butcher trade and it's crazy that you've like balanced the that this was the, the the being a butcher was the trade that kind of paid the bills as it were, but then you sort of had this passion at the same time. And I did want to ask you as well, Nick, tell me a little bit more about, because one thing that I wanted to know was if, yeah, there were skills and traits that uh, are kind of important within being a butcher and if they sort of uh, carried over to acting, if they helped with that. Because you kind of touched on there a little bit with the customers coming in. Definitely. It's, it's confidence and sort of, and also um, responding to, you know, you get, you meet and when you work in little stores, you, you get to know people on a pretty sort of, on a pretty personal level and you get to know their families and all of that sort of stuff. And I mean, that we'll touch on that later, but it comes back to writing too, you know, that's where you pick up characters and all of those sort of things. They're all from people you've met and, um, it's as soon as the door opens and you're you're out on the counter. It's it's sort of it is your little stage in the in the shop, you know. And like I loved it, you know. I did love it. It was it was your own little, and they were sort of in in your theatre, you know, you know. And um, but confidence and and just people skills and you know, it's it, it helps a lot for sure. So tell me, tell me, Nick, because obviously you're a successful butcher. I read some articles that were describing you as the the handsome or the sexy hipster butcher. But, um, <laughs> I've seen photos so of you crazy. as well. 
um, like with Charles Dance doing some sort of promotional stuff for, for Game of Thrones. Um, how did, so, so where, where was the, so obviously you had this passion for acting, but when did you start to kind of like get these roles? Like what was it that you were, how did you get into that? Was it through community theatre or like where did, where did you expand into that while you are still doing, you know, obviously being a butcher? Yeah, so that sort of stuff was just kind of sort of by chance a little bit. I mean, because I'd never really paid much attention to um, screen. You know, I, I, my the whole attention was and my love and passion was always stage. Um, and, it, and it just came by, by chance. I was, and... I was. I remember I was working. So growing up, like I said, when I touched on the drama and all, there was always theatre and always sort of Shakespeare and old school sort of um, trading ancient history drama and it's as a as a form. And then the the screen stuff was just by chance, and it was just a. I guess it was kind of just the right place, right time, had the right look to get that opportunity I suppose and yeah and next thing I know that I was doing this doing this thing with Charles but then again everyone was they couldn't tell you that he was the guy that was going to be that you were going to be filming with (laughs) but I knew him from the theatre not from (laughs) the screen and then we're having a like we're having a beer and having a lunch in our break and he's talking about like Halliburton and Judy Dench and all of these amazing people, you know, from back in London. And I'm sitting there going, see, now this is interesting. <laughs> Mate, that was wild. So what, so, so how have you, like, obviously now, like we're, you know, we're gonna, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit of a second in terms of playwriting, but um, where, did, where did you find like a centre? Like what was the, obviously you, you had the, this amazing school that was, you know, helping at the same time when you were kind of growing up. But um, did, where was did, was there a special place in which, like a place that you could I don't know like meet fellow actors that you've now subsequently utilised for your own sort of uh, plays that you've started writing or how how's that sort of work like where did you find like minded people that kind of were your people that allowed you to kind of expand your acting? No, I like none of my family or friends are really into mm. like this field, so I'm sort of like a black sheep a little bit and but I suppose like when I'm around my mates they sort of allowed me to be that person I suppose you know and and it's just storytelling it's it's so I find it I'm just drawn to storytelling and and I guess it just also comes from back to that um those years of working in the little shop where you just met so many characters and all along that way, I'd I'd always just think, God, you're a good character for a for a story, or you know, and that's how I'd think. And it was it just it just took the right time to be able to go, okay, I'm going to commit to doing that because that's what I should be doing, and I've got all this material up here. I just need to put it out there now, you know. Yeah, nice. That kind of dovetails next to my like my next question, I guess is. You like what sort of influences do you have? I mean, like, is it the people that you're talking about? Like, there's people that come into the shop that are, you know these sort of like very normal sort of daily life people that that you find speaks. Myself personally, I certainly um, very much all the stuff that you know like that I write is very much grounded in sort of realism. Now, like, it's it's normal people that you encounter. 
and I find them to be the most fascinating. So is that sort of like your influences or like what, what, how, how's that sort of work, Nick, when it comes to you writing your own plays and stuff? Yeah, I mean, people are influences for sure. I, I, I still definitely have, um, I suppose, influences, you know. Um, in the theatre world, um, Mark Rylance is a, I don't know if you know Mark Rylance, he's, He's in all this, he's in the Spielberg movies and stuff now, so people know him now. But for about twelve years, he was the um, artistic director at the at Shakespeare's Globe in London. Um, he's a big influence, and uh, John Byrne, who he wrote the Slab Boy trilogies back in I think the forties. So he's an old, he's an artist and a playwright. He's from Paisley in Scotland. Um, you know, I read a lot of there. I'm just starting to read a bit of Arthur Miller, reading A View from the Bridge at the moment. Um, definitely older, older, that like my influences seem to be of the older generation. Why do you reckon that is, Nick? What, what, what is it about them? Like, is it like, what, what, what do you reckon? I don't know. I, th- I think just st- stories and meanings that, that touch you, but they're, they're they're traditional mm. and they, they, they're not, there's no sort of weaving around what the, what the punchline or what the meaning is. They sort of just do it in a very traditional way, which is, and it's just clear cut, you know, and mm. it's, and I kind of like that. If anyone's to read my plays, it's, there's not, there's not, you don't, it's not too much thought process. The, the story is pretty black and white of what's happening, you know, yeah. What is it that appeals to you? Like, do you think about that? It's just that it's like, because theatre, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because I mean, like a lot of, a lot of it lends itself to the, the, uh, the densely layered, the, you know, potentially pretentious or, you know, uh, style over substance kind of, kind of stuff. So what do you reckon is about? Is it, do you reckon it's in contrast of that, that you, that you like that? It's this kind of, um, not simplistic, but, uh, I'd say understated sort of story where it's just, it is what it is. Interpret it however, which way you want. It's not so much like theater of the absurd kind of sort of stuff like that. Like no waiting for Goddard type thing. I feel like you're, yeah. you're grounding the realism type. Well, it's exactly that. There's no sort of, there's no fancy lighting or any, I just, I just want sort of minimal characters in my play mm. that just get a really beautiful story across to the audience you know and that's if i can do that then i'm happy and like going from acting to writing i take little parts and i i don't know an example so like when was when you're acting we like we we learned the say like the eight the seven modes of speech when you're like the ancient greek seven modes of speech which were like Clar- these were all for actors so there was like clarity rhetoric speed ethos beauty oh, testing the memory um grandeur and decorum so they were the they were the seven modes of speech so i take those into writing but i i'll put one character into one category instead of in acting you need to learn how to do all mm. so like in six feet friendship which i just which I just finished or first draft. Um, like there's a young Randy character who is just 
clarity. He's mm. just straight to the point. He's foul mouthed. He just there's no mucking about. And then you put him next to on stage next to someone like Bev, who's in the who's who's quite sort of grandeur, you know, sort of you you pick up that English well spoken, and you get those two on stage, and it, and it just makes it makes for a good sort of a good scene if you're if you're an audience watching it, you know. Tell me a little bit about the because you, you've touched on the what you um, like the transition between uh, acting and being the playwright, like the one who's directing directing the actors. So, what was that something that you always kind of originally envisioned that you were going to start getting into, or what sort of was there one particular sort of like uh, event or catalyst that sort of prompted you to to want to do that? How did that sort of work? Never. I was growing up I, uh, it was it was acting i mm. i thought i thought i needed to be front and center bright lights on me i wanted to be the star you know and when you're a kid you're growing up and that's all i thought and i was like oh you know imagine imagine fame if fame came with that oh how good would fame be you know now it must be it must be seasons in life or whatever it is but god i couldn't think of anything worse now and uh, we're in I was in London and we're, I was reading scripts and, I, and it was just from reading scripts and I thought, I could, I could do that, you know? And then, it, so I started and I put pen to paper and just the gates opened to this creative thing that I didn't, even, I didn't even know that I had. Mm. And the satisfaction is so far greater than um, being on stage playing a role you know and it comes with sleepless nights and you wake up at 2am and you go oh I know what that character does now so I keep a journal next to my bed where I write down ideas at weird hours but um, it was a a very smooth transition and definitely one that um, yeah it was a very it it had to happen for sure Uh, yeah when you say it had to happen, I totally get that. Get that. It feels like you needed to go through exactly the process and the stages in which you went through to get to to the point where you're you're kind of writing your own stuff there. So then, where where did your your ideas first step from? Because obviously, so you got the you sent me. I read a couple. I read the Cost of Love and the Six Feet Friendship. So the Cost of Love. So you were based in London at the time. Because I was going to actually ask you why it was um why it was set in London. Because I was like, oh, that's 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 interesting. But obviously. You yourself were there at the time. Yeah, so I was in London at the time. And I don't know why, but all my, all my plays that I seem to think up all sort of have a UK, I don't know why. Or, there, or there's at least one character that just seems to have a very dominant British accent. I don't know why. Um, but The Cost of Love was is, is based on a true story. Okay. So... Uh, my time in London. So my boss's friend who was the super, super successful businessman, he'd been recently um, divorced and every day he'd go to, he had this high rise building, huge levels and levels, multiple, multiple staff. Um, And he ended up falling in love with this homeless woman that he passed every morning on his way to work. She was, she was in the same spot every morning for months, he followed her. I got to meet both of them and the most lovely people. And he ended up falling in love with falling in love with her just by striking up conversation every morning, every night. 
he invited her to their work drinks and he said that's where she, he sort of realised she was, you know, not after his money. She didn't know who he was. And, mm. like, he's a pretty well-to-do sort of guy. Um, and so I asked him, I was like, can I write a play about how you guys fell in love? And they were like, they didn't think anything of it. And I'm, I'm there going, story is ins- in- incredible. It's totally... It is incredible. I can't believe it's a true story. That's wild. That's mind-blowing. I didn't know that, Nick, obviously. Was- two totally different ends of the spectrum, you know? She had nothing. Mm. Sitting, on, sitting on a footpath, and he had everything. And it, it was just a lovely story about, you know, taking someone for what they actually are. So... Um, so I wrote a play about it and that, that got picked up. So that's going that's going ahead at the Gasworks Theatre here down in Melbourne. That's in for the 22-23 production, but because of um, previous lockdowns, obviously everything mm. just keeps getting pushed out. Yeah. So, yeah. And then um, Six Feet Friendship was... I was camping. I don't know where this idea came from. I was camping and... I was sitting there in my camp chair and there was some big trees dancing in the wind. There was a real strong winds, And I thought a play should take place six feet underground in a cemetery and the character should be, had moved on, but they find his new life afterwards, you know, and that's, yeah, like I said, I got four on the go at the moment. So it's, it's just a playground up there and it's just nice to put it to pen, pen to paper. Tell me about your process then. Like, so, so if you've got four on the go at the moment, like how do you, I always find it so, so interesting. And like, do you, um, like obviously one's about to go or after COVID stops messing around with lockdown, do you find that, or do you want to have a situation where you've got like what you've written and then you would run through, run it through with actors and then get their feedback and then kind of like, um, workshop it and see what like what if there's if there's other stuff that yeah like... definitely so we've got so there's like a little crew where you do like a reading and just make sure it sort of flows mm. all good because if it doesn't flow and same thing comes back to what you learned in acting and the dialogues have to be you know give a character a, say a four line dialogue and then a one line dialogue back and and jar that jar that sort of response you know um and it's that thing of you're acting but then there's also reacting you Mm. know and it's and you you play on that and it's and it's giving someone bulk dialogue to minimal dialogue so it's not just if everyone's got the same sort of lines it's it it can become quite straight lined and boring yeah um yeah but yeah, it's it's just it's just fun, eh? <laughs> so, so now that you've like, <clears throat> it sounds like you've you've turned the faucet of the tap of creativity on, and now it's uh, really gushing in terms of what's what's going on. Like you said, you've got four on the go at the moment. So, like, what's the what's the ultimate um, plan, Nick? Like, it sounds like theatre's like your life. Like, obviously, you've you've, you've done um, a bit of screen stuff, and you've done that really. Um, crazy thing with Charles Dance, um, but theatre is you intending on on ultimately creating like a like a kind of like three act play or something like that that you were gonna 
want to put on? Would you ever want to yourself kind of like appear in your own work and sort of direct at the same time? Or is that just too um, wild? I've thought about, I've thought about maybe doing like the little parts in my, in my work. So I stepped back into acting just recently to take part. So I'm doing, I'm doing a play here in September. Um, I'm doing speaking in tongues. I don't know if you know the, if you know the play, it's from 1991. Um, so I'm I'm taking part in that, going back to acting. Mm. Um and I'd just done some screen stuff yesterday, acting, but it was, they were like they were good cause or they had good meeting jobs. So I'm I'm sort of lucky enough to get emailed and ask if I wanted to audition to do those pieces. Um but in terms of writing like I'm also doing some study online at the moment with the, with university of sort of going towards teaching drama and sort of teaching writing. I'd love to teach students writing and, and just the whole performance arts process. But I think the end goal, like artistic director of a theater or down the line would be, um, that would be a that would be a that would be a dream. That would be that a would be, job. That would be nice. So, um, what do you reckon? Like, because obviously you've done both. You've done the acting, you know, various different forms of that with with theatre, with screen. Um, you've written. Obviously, now you're getting you're getting well on well on your way to being classified fairly as prolific. What do you think is the the greatest challenge or difficulty for acting? And like, what would you contrast that to with? like the greatest challenge for writing of plays? Like how is like, they'd have, they probably have two different standouts you reckon that are different from each other. And then you um, kind of go, yeah. Acting. Oh, gee whiz. Um, I, th- I, I just come back to like people trying to get their, trying to get their chance, you know, trying to get their little moment where they can show what they're, because there's a lot of people in this field that are so into it and so they love writing or acting or but they never really get to show off their skills. They mm-hmm. never, you know, and it, a lot of it is luck, I guess, especially in acting is a, it's hugely luck. you know, there's God, like I would do an audition the other day and there was people up, um, on stage and I'm just there going, God, you're so much better than I am. But I, I ended up getting the part, you know? Like, mm. And it's that. And, and then with writing, like, and it's, I mean, social media is a big thing, right? You talk to, you talk to people in similar fields and like I've, I chat to you and it's, and it's, um, it's just giving people an opportunity in a, in, a, in a little platform, you know? So if I can get to a stage where I can set like a, a little platform where people, yeah, new writers or people with ideas can, they can put them up there so people can read them so they get, they get an opportunity to have their voice heard, then that's just a good thing, you know? Mate, I'm with you on that. It's, um, it's very, very, uh, very similar in that regard. I mean, I, I, did, I did acting a uh, long time. I did it for a long time. You'd when, make um, a good actor, I reckon. Uh, I, Nah, you'd be, nah, you'd be, nah, you'd nah, be, nah, nah, you'd be a good actor. Nah, mate, no, 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 no. So I, I, I did it for um, when I was a young, young kid, young nipper. I was uh, taken and diagnosed with ADHD, 
So my parents yeah. had two options. They said they had either um, drugs, the drug route, as in give them drugs, or, or my parents were like, no, we don't want to do that. So the doctors were like, get them into either sport or acting. And they got me, they got me into acting. So I did that for a long time. I used to do it at just these breakfast courses at NIDA. And, um, mate, did you I, my, I loved it, but like, I, I, my hat goes off to you. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do what you do. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do that and go on stage and stuff like that. I love it. I love it. I love going to the, to yeah. this, I go to the Sydney theatre company a lot and stuff. But what you were basically saying there, Nick, and I'm totally with you, man, is that it's about, um, I think luck's a part of it. And what you also said about um, where you're like saying you said people that were like, that you, you know, you think oh, they're, that they're better than you and stuff like that. I think that's just perfectly normal sort of, mate. That, that's across the board kind of thinking, yeah. I think, and when it comes to creativity. I mean, like that happens a lot with, with certainly with me and all my, my stuff that I do. And I think that happens if I've spoken to a lot of people as you, as you as you know, and it's, it's, it's very it's common. Board. And as, like, like I, I was touched on, like, giving young writers, like, if I can set up a, a like, a, you know, like I've talked to you off, off camera about I'm setting up a website to, mm-hmm. you know, emerge young writers and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's like, it's like you and the wonderful things you're doing, like this podcast in itself, you have me on here. It's, your listeners are sitting at home going, who is Nick Thompson? You know, but you like, and it, and it's just helping people. It's helping people out, you know. And that's and that's and that this whole this whole writing, storytelling, performing arts, whatever this little world is that we're in, it's a it's a community. Which and that's that's the thing I love about it the most. You know, everyone is so friendly within this little world that this little creative bubble that writers and you know. It's, actors come into it and whatever you know it's it's community which is which is the best it is community no you're right it's like i feel like yeah people are united with them with the passion yeah because a lot of the time like you know the the arts always gets paid fuck all and um i feel like people accept that. a lot of people accept that from from the get-go like that you know it'd always be nice to be earning a million trillion dollars and get all the accolades but i think the most people accept that 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 might not happen so they're happy just to meet with like-minded people and kind of yeah build this sort of community where you can still with no budget at all because like you know like you you've been to london you probably went and ducked down and saw some stuff at the west end and stuff like that that would just blow your mind in terms of the budget and how extravagant and lavish these productions can be and next you know, <laughs> it's it's crazy and then but you can go to you can go to you know are you are you said you're based in melbourne are you you're in melbourne melbourne yeah yeah you're in melbourne yeah. so like I'm i don't know live in melbourne yeah 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 see like i don't know what it's like in melbourne in terms of but i'm i dare say it would be like sydney where there's just so many like underground really cool uh, theaters or, or smaller theaters where you just see like the best acting, like face blisteringly good acting, you know, and it's, it's, it's a promise. That's why so many, so many Aussies and Kiwis get snapped up when it goes to, you know, it comes to international um, films and stuff like that. It's just people that, you know, have been in one or two things and then suddenly, you know, Aussies in, in chapter two or playing Clary Starling and, you know, Clary's like stuff like that. It's because the talent's there. Mm-hmm. There's amazing talent in this in this country. There's so much talent, and it's weird when you when you dedicate yourself to something, you end up just finding this group of people that you never used to talk to, even if in public, just by talking about what you do, mm. it brings up a responding 
conversation and you end up talking to these people and they'll just casually break out that they brought out a book two years ago. <laughs> and you're like, of course you did. You know, like there's all these amazing people. That's wild. It's so wild. But um, tell me, so we, you did make, you just briefly touched on it then as well, Nick. So what, so you'd like to create a platform where, you know, budding playwriters, burgeoning playwriters can kind of get their, their stuff out there or have a platform for us. So what, um, what do you got? Um, so you have, you, you, you started setting the wheels in motion for this sort of. Yeah. Endeavor. So started, What's going on? started setting up the website. So, um, it's just a, it's just like an ebook website. So like for me, I, I read plays mm. like, you know, little, little hand, hard copies, little handbooks. Um, be it, you know, Shakespeare's, I go back and read Shakespeare's or like I said, I'm reading Arthur Miller's at the moment, but they're just little, little plays. And there's so many people out there that just, you know, like to read plays. They're an hour, two hours out of your night. They're not, you know, the commitment of a novel. They're, they're short and sweet. They allow your, you can make up the characters in your head of how you see each character that you read and, it lets that imagination run wild that we all have inside. And so just the idea of creating a little ebook um, website where emerging playwrights can put up their work and I can take them on and put them up and just gives everyone a little, a little voice and lets them put out their, um, their creativity, I guess. I love that, mate. So what, so what, what, um, God, that's that's such a that's such a good thing to do. It's what what's going on with it at the moment? Like, are you in the midst of like? Because I know I'm, I must admit, Nick, I, like I know very very little of the of the. You know, I could tell you, talk your ear off about you know um, different various competitions for novel writing and stuff like that. But when it comes to um, theatre, man, I don't I don't know much about grants and I know they'd be out there. I just like, have you? Is that they're, something that you're all out there? And it's it's just given those those. Like I said, I've just been I've been. I've been lucky. So like the cost of love got picked up by the theater, but again, that was, that was at a sort of like a pitch night that I went to Mm. Um, six feet friendships just been picked up for an act one program, which is like a development program and has an evening been read by um, professional actors at the Richmond theaterette here in Melbourne. So been kind of, but it's just, again, going back to like, once you're in this community, you meet people who are like, oh, I love playwriting, you know, but I don't know where to send it or that. And I'm like, give it to me. I'll put it up. And like, there's no one doing that. And I'm like, I'll put it up and people can read your work. Like you don't need, and if it's there for, you know, like high schools, if they want to take it and put on a school product, they might see a story that's relevant to something that's going on in the school or to students of a certain age, you know, they can, it's there for high schools, for theatres, or just for people who want to have a read, you know? Mate, I think that's, like, like such a brilliant idea in general, like, like, but also there's, like, a good heart behind it. There's a good, there's a good message. There's a good reason behind doing that, yeah, to promote, to, yeah. promote, to offer this platform up. And I feel like it's one of those things where it's something that you're talking about now and you mentioned you're saying that all the, you know, the listeners you know, they might not know you that, but yeah, but then you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen in one, two years time with it. And with what you're, what you're talking about now, the idea is solid. The the message and the, you know, the heart behind it is, is all there. So 
yeah, it's something that like I, I can't even describe to you like my my the way kind of like things went for me is that like I've had the longest like most insane rocky road to to even get to where I sort of am now, man. No one wanted to know me. Like no one like I'd, I'd love to I actually I was actually gonna ask you, like on on the show, I'd love to hear your story of how you got to here because you quite often ask questions. I'd love to ask the question back about how you got to here because it's it's rad, man. It's oh, cool. Bless you. Look mate, it's it's a long rocky road. Um I don't want to bore you too much of the details. I'm still very much like a a nobody, but just times have come very, very far because like obviously I've always loved writing. I've had some pretty bad um, horror stories with like uh, a novel getting published overseas by a dodgy publisher that's still publishing it that hasn't paid me a cent. Um, so stuff like that. So I just didn't know anything and I didn't have a network. Like what you were talking about and kind of in many ways kind of reminds me like you had a good, um, obviously drama school and like an institution when you were growing up, like that was, you know, kind of feeding your passion there and crafting you. But um, I kind of just didn't really have like, anything like that, nowhere to go. So I knew that I'd need um, to kind of like consult um, professionals. Like I know, I knew that I'd need to go to the people that actually know how to, uh, how to make that happen. But that's like the equivalent of saying, you know, like, like, you know, you're writing a play and then saying, okay, well, I need to go to like the Sydney theatre company because obviously they've got, they've got it going on because they're making these productions and having amazing actors in it, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So like, but you can't, just just go and do that so yeah i started getting into interviewing and, and stuff like that and you know that's just been a wild experience the podcast itself is only i was kind of scared about the technology of it because i was like i'm not not tech head you know what i mean like some people are absolute gun like you listen to podcasts and they'll have such high production values and stuff like that so that was always kind of putting me off so that's why i did a lot of interviews on print and stuff and then but it's, a, but it's amazing like i love that you've taken yourself sort of off the rails and just gone on a slight little little angle and gone i'll do the interviewing stage like which is a field which like but that's what you've done too it's important to anyone you know which is amazing that's true mate bless you but like that's what you've done as well yeah like you like you like you loved your acting you said before that you know you didn't um you never had any plans of of getting into the playwriting side of things and then and then you know you saw this brilliant idea that obviously became um the cost of love like that just this is kind of like fate telling you to do it. And then from there, you know, now you've got like four on the go, you're getting them, you're getting them, you know, actually made by professional actors and stuff like that. So no, it's really, really, it sounds like it's all coming along really well for you, Nick. It's just that like the main thing that I'm really cool or think is really cool. And I'm like eager to see um, and how you can continue to do that is definitely the, the initiative that you talked about there. The idea of actually, offering up this platform to playwrights um, to get their, their work out there. Cause I think it's a phenomenal idea and I'm surprised it hasn't already been done. So yeah, yeah maybe you should, maybe you should take a step down to the patent office and get that copyrighted because I think that's um Yeah. yeah. Take this off the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Look <laughs> as the, the main crux of the, the program, as you probably heard, mate, one of the main things I always like to talk to people about, uh, talk to guests about is the greatest challenge that they've faced to kind of get to, where they are now with their with their you know creative pursuits uh, in you know in a lot of the cases it's writing but with you it's it's acting it's playwriting so I want to know if there was one particular incident that you kind of look back at now and say that was the crossroads that was the watershed moment that was the time that I can't look back and said I had two options and I was seriously considering both of them 
one, either just giving up or, you know, two, prevailing and continuing to follow this crazy passion of mine. And ultimately you, you decided to do that. Do you have any sort of particular events like that in your life that happened, Nick? Or uh, yeah, for sure. I have a moment where uh, when I moved to London and you obviously left with, um, you know, 29 hours to kill. And I remember saying, I was like, I'm not going to butcher. I'm just, you know, I did end up butchering. But I, I remember saying at the time, I was like, I'm not going to butcher. I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And on the plane over, I just read Shakespeare. And I remember that was, that was a real moment where I was like, because like, I love Shakespeare. I've trained Shakespeare. That's my bread and butter. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is, this is where I need to be. We need to make this happen somehow in this field this is where i need to be but it was that flight from auckland new zealand to london for sure and that was the literally that plane ride was when decisions were made resolved 29 hours to think dude i was like (laughs) what am i gonna do yeah and i was and it was just that was that was the time it was like i've got time this is what i need to do for sure brilliant man that's so good to hear because it's just this yeah, like it's just storytelling too, you know. And like, mm. like I've I've sent out co- like I'm pretty open. I like like I'll on social media or whatever. I'll send out copies of my play to people to read. And if it takes, if it gives them like you know an hour, an hour and a half out of their day to day life where they can just sit back and read and let their imaginations run wild, and you know, give them a laugh, give them a smile, give them a cry, then that's just a good thing you know absolutely a bit of escapism kind of thing yeah just people just to chill out put your phones down and just like let that crazy little brain run wild you know we've all we're all just big kids you know that's how I, that's how i see it it's storytelling we're, do, we're all just i'm just a big kid basically right nick the way that you you talk about it mate is uh i'm, I'm much appreciated much much appreciated uh being honest and earnest and just unvarnished about the the craft itself, man. I really, really like the way that you, you describe it like that. So tell me what's, cause you, you talk like, obviously, you know, laughing a smile and stuff like that, but you still deal with like some pretty heavy, heavy themes and at least the two of the plays that you, that you gave to me, what's going on with the, the next, the, the, the current four that you've got brewing in the noggin or currently being committed onto paper. Are they, are they similarly kind of like dealing with themes of, I don't know, death, loss, classes, you know, elitism, um, poverty. Well, one's, the, the one I'm writing at the moment, Barfleur, is a pretty sort of physical drama. So there's not, there's not too much writing because it takes place, the main characters from one country and it takes place in another. It's, there's language barriers and language, like there's communication breakdowns. So mm. it's, a lot of it works on body movement and you know physical 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 drama um but one which i come back to john Byrne, the inspiration earlier from scotland um which is about my own experience which is when i was you know and it, it goes for so many so many people i was when you're 15 i was 15 you know a boy and you get thrown into this you know, this man's world of work. And for me, it was thrown into this room where there's just 
carcasses and like you know and it's and it's just that it's that parallel world where you, you go from kicking a footy footy around on the on the school field with your mates to just being thrusted into this sort of world of where you're just with men you know and mm. um so i'm writing a i'm writing a play on that and then but obviously there's relationships that come with it and the young guy becoming cool because he's earning money and people taking that the wrong way and all of that sort of stuff. Mate, that's yeah. a, that sounds like a, that's a, that sounds like a three act play like right there. Like that's, that's got legs. Like that is, um, I would absolutely watch the shit out of that. I'd love to. Yeah. But that comes from inspiration it. from slab, the slab boys trilogy, which John Byrne, um, wrote back in the, 40s i think 30s or 40s so i'm down i'm definitely gonna check him out for sure man yeah he's yeah. he's brilliant um but yeah it's sort of it's just that and there's so it's so relatable you know there's so many people that have gone from being a child to all of a sudden you need to be an adult and mm. it's it's a hard it is a hard thing you know <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. just so, it's just just like there's no there's no transition period. It's just exactly what you're there's talking about. There's no transition. About. It's just on Monday you go into that workplace and you just need to act like a man, you know? Mate. And so yeah, and again it comes back with people you've met and characters and all that sort of stuff. So one of those is that. And then another one on writing, which is uh, which is actually sort of it's sort of more driven towards like a children's play. Okay. And that plays on like a that plays on like the two fairy acting out in like a cashless society now. So, yeah, it's not a great, it's not a cracking concept that I would love to see realised on stage. But um, yeah, God, okay. Well, you and, and yeah, you really you're really into it now. You're in the swing of things with it all. Nick. I mean, like in terms of what's what's getting coming out of um your creativity there. I can't wait to see all this sort of stuff and what the future holds for you, man. Cause it sounds like you're going to be a very busy boy doing a lot of stuff for, for the foreseeable future, particularly juggling obviously your own, your own plays as well as this really um, huge, huge venture that I think is going to take off with the um, creating this platform for, for playwriting as well. And if you do have anything um, of that nature or anything like the, the websites or anything like that, you, know, you absolutely must give them to me so I can put them in the, um, description of this particular episode or do some sort of update later look what i wanted to end with was and this is going to be an interesting one as well because it's a question i always like to end with but it's a little bit different from you because obviously it's it's you're you're a playwright i always like to know what sort of advice you would give to aspiring in this case playwrights that are you know maybe listening to this and they're they're liking what you're doing but you know they're 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 you prior to you know taking the plunge as it were so what, what do you reckon nick like what's what's good advice that you, you'd give to them uh, just just follow and that no story is no story is outrageous you know mm. i think if you've got a story that you want to write about do it <laughs> there's there's everyone talks about the negatives like oh that won't you know that might not work that might not, it might work so you know, there's, there's no harm in writing it, you know, and send, send it out, send it out with modern, with modern day world that we live in now. You have, you have submission at the tip of your fingers, write your idea. It might be the most amazing idea. I, I watched an interview 
just recently and JK Rowling was talking about how she caught a train from Manchester to London and on the way down she had an idea about a boy wizard. You know? Like no idea any idea that comes to your head, put pen to paper. You never know. You know? Mate, That's it's, a that. Yeah. It's so true. It's so it's so true. Um Look, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you on the Right Way podcast program, man. Um, I haven't had been an absolute pleasure. I haven't had um, all that many. uh, So you're the first playwright uh, had a filmmaker before. I've had an actor as well. I'm not sure if you've if you've listened to those those episodes, mate. But it's been an absolute um, true pleasure talking to you, considering that um, it's been off the off the beaten track, and it was absolutely delightful hearing about what you've been up to and and what's what's coming down the pipeline, man. Because I feel like you're one to watch, a veritable one to watch. So, yeah, look, thank you so much for being on the right way. Thank you podcast. so much for having me. And congratulations to you too and everything you're doing. It's amazing. Bless you, mate. Greatly appreciate it. So, everyone, that was Nick Thompson. Absolutely great, uh, humble human being talking about his craft there of being a playwright. Um, so, huge thanks to Nick for, for talking to me there. Always really like to... Um, to Speak to different creatives. Uh, you know, a playwright is something that I haven't had, haven't yet had on the program before. So it was an absolute joy to speak to him. I do particularly like people that um, that are still somewhat at that uh, early stage, starting out in their career, kind of an up and comer, and uh, just yeah, delightful, humble human beings that just love the craft and are speaking about in the most earnest, unpretentious way possible. As you probably gleaned from Nick, that's very much the case with him. So it was an absolute joy talking to him on the program. Uh, what I'll do is I will put, uh, I'm going to share Nick's Instagram handle. Uh, I don't know if it's a Twitter handle or an Instagram handle or just Instagram profile, I guess. Uh, and Instagram, his Instagram information. So you can then follow his profile, check out what he's getting up to there. As he mentioned, he's a, he's the faucet of creativity as well and truly gushing now. So he has a several more plays that he's currently working on as well as all these others that uh, are kind of already in production. So do follow, do give him a follow, do check out what he's up to. Um, again, thank you very much, Nick, to, to, for chatting to me on the program. And the, lastly, as always, thank you so much to you listeners for listening to this particular episode and all other episodes of the program as well. If you haven't already, be sure to, one, follow the program, give it a cheeky click there on Spotify, and two, be sure to scroll down and explore, if you haven't already, the vast, unexplored, uncharted regions or waters of the previous episodes that now extend as far back as November of last year with Monica McInerney discussing the Godmothers. All the episodes are disparate, and yeah, I'm noticing that a lot of people are going back there, so I'm really enjoying that. But uh, yeah, just bringing that to your attention if you haven't already. There's a myriad uh, of different episodes, different types there, various different types of really cool writers at every stage of their career, as well as um, individual creatives, um, actors, directors, and playwrights now with Nick. So be sure to listen to all them. Uh, Do stay tuned. Got a lot more episodes of the program with a lot more guests coming up for your hearing pleasure. Uh, And yeah, in the coming weeks, I'll of course do another one of those uh, video check-ins, show you what, uh, what some of the highlights are coming up of the program. But for now, I bid you a farewell and a pleasant day.